This is episode 523 of the AWS podcast, released on May 15, 2022. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Lynch here with you. Great to have you back, and I'm joined by our brand new co-host, Han Win Longren. G'day, Han. How are you doing? Fantastic. How are you? I'm good. Now, this is Han's first update show, first of many. Uh, we do have a separate episode where we get into detail about some of Han's background, what she's been doing, etc. Um, but all you need to know is she is highly technical and going to be a great addition to the podcast. So it's great to have you here, Han, and uh, look forward to hearing a lot more of you soon. Absolutely. Glad to be here. So let's get into all the cool updates we have for you today, starting with the topic of analytics. Amazon Kinesis Video Streams has announced a managed support for image extraction. Now, this fully managed capability allows customers to request images via API calls or configure automatic image generation based on metadata tags in ingested video. So this is really useful to create uh, images for playback applications like thumbnails or timelines, scrubbing, et cetera. Also really handy to use as uh, machine learning pipelines, et cetera. So some very cool capabilities there. Amazon MSK Serverless is now generally available. This makes it easier for developers to run Apache Kafka without having to manage capacity. Uh, of course, MSK Serverless automatically provisions and scales compute and storage resources and gives you throughput-based pricing. So now you can use Apache Kafka on demand and pay for the data stream you stream and retain. Uh, so this makes it really easy to get up and running. And last update on this topic, Amazon QuickSight LineChart now supports 10,000 data points for line charts. So this has been improved from the earlier limit of 2,500 data points and also has some other fixes in there as well. This is really great if you want to show a higher number of data points, such as hourly trends or daily trends for a year for multiple groups. You're probably going to get to that 10,000 data points and now you can do it easily. Now on to the topic of blockchain. Amazon Managed Blockchain announces support of GUI Testnet for Ethereum. It is a fully managed service that you can provide stable testing for your environment of your distributed applications ahead of Ethereum's upcoming consensus upgrade. It's called the merge without having the managed blockchain infrastructure. With the service, it provides you to easily provision your GUI nodes in minutes and connect to public Ethereum test network called Testnets. With this, you get the encryption at rest, transport, secure access to the network via standard open source Ethereum APIs. It's fast, reliable synchronizations of GUI and durable elastic storage for ledger data. It also manages the health, replaces unhealthy nodes, and automates the software upgrades, improving the availability for your GUI infrastructure. This is a, also allows you to join public networks or set up managed scalable private networks using popular open source frameworks. It also eliminates the overhead required to create network and join public networks and also automates the scale to meet the demands of thousands of running applications in millions of transactions. Very nice. Lots of updates there. On to the topic of compute, and we have a bunch of new stuff for you here. Firstly, we're thrilled to introduce the Amazon EC2 i4i instances. These are now generally available and designed for storage I.O. intensive workloads. These are powered by third-generation Intel Xeon scalable processors, which are codenamed Ice Lake, with an all-core turbo frequency of 3.5 gigahertz and up to 30% better price performance over i3 instances, and always on memory encryption using Intel Total Memory Encryption. There's also other cool stuff like up to 30 terabytes of NVMe storage, crazy, huh? Uh, using AWS and Nitro SSDs, which provide high I/O performance, low latency 
and security of always on encryption and you get a whole bunch of other benefits. Basically, you should look at this instance type if you do this kind of workload. AWS has added new management features for EC2 key pairs. Customers can now view the creation date and public key material for existing and new key pairs created using EC2 key pairs. You'll also be able to create ED25519 key pairs in PPK format in addition to PEM format and create key pairs using CloudFormation templates. All these are great quality of life improvements. The Amazon Relational Database Service on AWS Outposts now supports storage auto-scaling, so you can set that up and get that going with just a checkbox. And we're also pleased to announce the consolidated view of Lambda Insights via Application Insights. This allows you to detect problems directly from the Amazon CloudWatch Lambda Insights console, which makes it easy for you to dive deep into issues, troubleshoot problems, and more importantly, reduce that mean time to resolution for your functions. This service combination brings Application Insights View into Lambda Insights predefined dashboards, and this provides a guided onboarding experience that brings together problem tables for both single function and multi-function views, along with your application health details. You can now have more in-depth monitoring for all Lambda functions onboarded with Application Insights. AWS App Config Feature Flag Lambda Extension now has support for ARM Graviton 2 processors, so you can easily create feature flags for other dynamic runtime configuration and safely deploy your updates. And the AWS App Config Lambda Extension lets you access this feature flag and dynamic configuration data in Lambda functions. Now, if you can use Graviton 2, I recommend you should because you may result in up to 34% better price performance. So that's got to be a good thing. Amazon EKS Console now supports all standard Kubernetes resources to simplify cluster management. So Amazon EKS is, of course, a fully managed Kubernetes service. And until now, the EKS Console only supported workload-specific resources like deployments and jobs and daemon sets, etc. Now it includes all standard Kubernetes API resource types, such as service resources, configuration and storage resources, authorization resources, policy resources, and more. Lots of improvements there. If you're a Kubernetes user, this is something you should look for. Also, EKS has announced Carpenter v 0.9.0 with support for Pod Affinity. So this is the Carpenter open source cluster autoscaling project. And this is the latest release since the project's launch in reInvent 2021. And so you have a whole bunch of new quality of life and improvement issues, and it supports workloads that use Kubernetes Pod Anti-Affinity to achieve better availability by spreading pods across multiple hosts or availability zones. And Amazon LightSide load balancers now support automatic HTTPS redirects and configurable TLS security policy. Now, these are really important in terms of making it easy for your websites to be more secure, meet compliance goals, and achieve better search ranking and high SSL TLS scores just by configuring a LightSail load balancer with the LightSail instances hosting your websites. In many organizations, and it's just good practice to select the highest quality encryption that you can, this allows you to do that. Now on to customer engagement. Amazon Connects now displays metrics within the schedule management user experience. This is to help contact center managers to efficiently manage the agent schedules. The managers can quickly see and take actions on key metrics that drive the business outcomes, such as the difference between forecasting agent capacity that's needed for the number of agents for each 15 or you know 30 minute time block. These metric displays adjacent to uh, agent schedules, allowing managers to make precision adjustments without the need to repeatedly switch between scheduling metrics, screens, and helping them optimize the business outcome to ensure the balance agent workload. 
Amazon Connect now supports up to six participants in customer service calls. This enables you to add all parties necessary to efficiently resolve the contact. For example, to help close a mortgage transaction, an agent or financial service company can add mortgage broker, a customer spouse, a translator, and a supervisor to call help to resolve the issue quickly. This feature is available out of the box and can be enabled within the AWS console. Amazon Connect launches an API to programmatically stop queued callbacks. Using the Stop Contact API, the queued callbacks reduces the time callers have to wait by enabling them to provide a phone number to be called back when an agent becomes available. In some situations, customers can end up repeatedly calling and registering for multiple callbacks. You can now use the Stop Contact API to prevent duplicate callback requests. This improves customer experience and reduces the contact center costs as callers and will no longer receive multiple callbacks from the same issues. Amazon Connect launches API to change the, an agent's current status. The agent statuses are used to determine when the agent is available to be routed contacts to connect versus when they are have to be offline or a custom status such as launch or break and should not be routed to contacts. Using this API, businesses can now build custom dashboards for contact center managers to change the agent's current status. For example, if an agent has forgotten to change their status to offline when they're done handling a customer's call for the day. Previously, this functionality was available only in Amazon Connect real-time metrics API, but now it is available. Amazon Connect uh, now services voice ID attributes directly on the contact detail page. This makes it easier for you to take action based on voice ID results. You can search for contacts based on voice ID attributes such as authentication status, caller actions like enrollment or opt-out, fraud risk statuses, uh, fraud risk reasons. And these details are available within the contact detail page for a specific contact. For example, you can search for all contacts categorized as high risk for fraud, then listen to these call recordings in order to identify fraudsters, patterns, or strategies, which can enable you to deploy additional security measures to address. Amazon Connect launches API to search for users by name, agent hierarchies, and tags. This new API provides a programmatic, flexible way to search for users by first name, last name, username, routing profile, security profile, agent hierarchy, or tags. For example, you can now use this API for all user tagged with a department. It's like a key value pair. You can quickly find a list of users assigned to a specific security profile, routing profile, and agent hierarchy. Amazon SES V2 now supports uh, email size up to 40 megs for inbound and outbound emails by default. This includes email text, images, attachment, and MIME encoding. With this launch, the default message size from the Amazon SES V2 increases from 10 megs for email sending and 30 megs for email receiving to 40 megs for both sending and receiving. The Amazon SES is scalable, cost-effective, and flexible cloud-based email service that allows digital marketers and application developers to send marketing notifications and transaction emails from within any application. Man, that team has been super busy. 
Moving on to the topic of a database, the new Amazon Elasticash console is now available. So this gives you an easy way to manage it with simpler navigation and richer contextual information. The new console provides a more consistent look and feel with other AWS service consoles. And we've restructured and redesigned it based upon your customer feedback. One of the great things that the teams love to do is to hear from customers and say, hey, the console would be better if. And so you should see a lot of your suggestions in this release. Amazon RDS now supports IPv6. That's right. You can use the IPv6 addresses in your virtual private cloud on new and existing RDS instances. Customers moving to IPv6 can simplify their network stack by running their databases on a network that supports both IPv4 and IPv6. Many customers have directives that they have to do that. Uh, Now you can get up and running with just a few clicks for your databases. You can now monitor your Amazon RDS usage metrics against AWS service limits. So you can understand your account-wide service limits and publishing these usage metrics gives you the operational visibility to manage utilization and alarm as your usage approaches those service limits. There are now support for 11 service limit metrics, including things like allocated storage, DB instances, clusters, reserve DB instances, et cetera, et cetera. So this lets you get proactive view of what's going on. Amazon RDS for SQL Server now supports SQL Server 2016 SP3, 2017 CU27, and 2019 CU15, so you can get upgraded nice and easily and attack all those bugs and other improvements that you want to get. And Amazon RDS for Postgres SQL now supports cascaded read replicas for up to 30 times more read capacity. So this is support for Postgres 14 with three levels of cascade read replicas, five replicas per instance, supporting a maximum of up to 155 read replicas per source instance. And you can now create single AZ or multi AZ cascaded read replica DB instances in the same region or any one cross-region from another read replica instance, which means you can create a more robust disaster recovery architecture. I've got to tell you, 155 read replicas sounds pretty off-tap for me, and uh, you can get a lot more performance out of having that. Amazon RDS Performance Insights now allows you to more easily see metrics at any time interval. So previously, you could only see metrics by choosing relative time intervals like you know, the last hour, the last 24 hours, etc. Now you can visualize it in a far more uh, granular way, and you can understand what's going on at any point in the graph that you want to see. Some updates for a variety of uh, engines at the moment in terms of support for new instance types. Amazon RDS for PostgreSQL, for MySQL, and also for MariaDB, all now support the M6i and R6i instances with new instance sizes of up to 128 vCPUs and one terabyte of RAM or 1024 gigabytes, if you want to be precise. Uh, This gives you options for bigger databases at better throughput and often better price performance ratios. Amazon RDS Data API now supports returning SQL results as a simplified JSON string. Now, this one's interesting to me, and I'm probably going to play with it. Previously, it returned a JSON string as an array of data type and value pairs, and this meant you had to write custom code to pass the response and extract the values in order to manually translate the JSON string into an object. The new format returns an array of column names and values, which makes it easier for common JSON passing libraries to convert the response JSON string to an object. The previous JSON format is still supported and existing APIs and API applications calling that API, I should say, will work unchanged, but this gives you a new and cool way to do it. And now we have developer's tool. AWS Service Catalog Provisioning Constructs for the AWS Cloud Development Kit, or also known as AWS CDK, are now available. 
This is for builders to create application infrastructure in code that provisions cloud resources from their approved service catalogs products. From this, they can create the AWS CDK application with the approved construct in their familiar language, such as TypeScript and Python, directly into their IDE or their integrated development environment. Using the CDK import, builders can access libraries of the provisioning constructs in their local development environment for the AWS catalog products that they have access to provision, which automatically includes governance that administrators have configured. With a guideline to their local environment, this automates and generates comments within their local installed construct. Builders can build uh, models, complex application infrastructure that meets the enterprise requirements with a few lines of code in a couple of minutes. When deploying the TDK application that contained one or more provisioning constructs, the AWS Service Catalog creates a provision products reflective to those constructs and their configurations. The AWS Service Catalog provision constructs are available in the CDK import tool, which is also in GitHub. AWS Serverless Application Module or SAM, CLI, now supports enabling AWS X-ray tracing. In your SAM templates, it automatically, without manual or authorizing your templates, makes it easier to centrally manage the AWS X-ray tracing across your Lambda functions in your serverless application. The AWS SAM CLI is a developer tool that makes it easier for you to initialize, build, package, test on local and cloud deploying serverless application. With AWS X-Ray, it helps you analyze and debug your distributed applications, such as you know, building for microservices architecture. It provides an end-to-end view of requests that they travel through your application, making it easier to monitor and troubleshoot complex serverless architectures. By enabling this tracing through the AWS SAM CLI, it reduces the complexity of setting up the tracing for your Lambda function. To enable this, you simply add trace flag in your SAM init command invocation to activate the tracing. You can enable tracing all Lambda functions in your AWS SAM applications or specific functions. Amazon CodeGuru Reviewer now supports suppression of files and folders in code reviews. This is to automate and reasoning and machine learning to detect potential code defects that are difficult to find and offer suggestions for improvement. Today, we're announcing the support of file and folder suppression of the Amazon CodeGuru Reviewer. This allows you to prevent the CodeGuru Reviewer from servicing findings in certain parts of their code base. Previously, every repository analyzed by the CodeGuru reviewer would scan every file folder within the customer's repository. Now, with the launch of CodeGuru reviewer files folder suppression, customers can specify the files and folders they want to be suppressed for their full repository scans. Finding this can suppress files or folders during the incremental scans. With this, customers, are you are not charged with the lines of code within the suppression files or folder. With this feature, it will help you generate unwanted findings on certain files like test files, auto-generated files, or files that has not been recently updated. Moving on to the topic of the Internet of Things, AWS IoT Device Management Secure Tunneling now supports single-use token and token rotation capabilities, which makes your remote connections more secure. Now, AWS IoT Secure Tunneling allows customers to access devices that are deployed behind restricted firewalls at remote sites. When a tunnel is created, a pair of client access tokens, or CATs, will be generated and used by the source and destination devices to connect to the secure tunneling service. Now, prior to today, a token can be stored and reused, making it susceptible for malicious use. 
Now, single-use tokens will be revoked after a successful connection. Once a connection drops, instead of saving cats to a local device and establishing a token redelivery method, customers can call the Rotate Tunnel Access Token API to deliver a new pair of cats to the source and destination devices to resume connection with the original device in the predefined tunnel period. Once reconnected, customers can securely access and continue troubleshooting remote devices using secure tunneling. This is very, very cool in terms of improving the um, security posture. And the great news is there are no device side actions required to use this feature. So you can get up and running super easy. Moving on to the topic of machine learning, Amazon Recognition launches Face APIs version 6 for improved accuracy. So this is used to analyze faces with images and videos at scale without requiring any machine learning expertise. And the new Face APIs version 6 delivers high accuracy for the face detection, comparison, and search features. And latency has also been reduced by 70%. Amazon Recognition has introduced streaming event video to provide real-time alerts to live video streams. So this is really interesting. This is a fully managed service for camera manufacturers and service providers that uses machine learning to detect objects such as people, pets, and packages in live video streams from connected cameras. And it sends a notification as soon as the desired object is detected in the live video stream. With these event notifications, service providers can send timely and actionable smart alerts to the users, such as pet detected in the backyard, uh, which allows home automation experiences, such as turning on garage lights when a person is detected, or building custom in-app experiences, such as smart search to find specific video events of packages without scrolling through hours of footage, or integrate these alerts with Echo devices for Alexa announcements, such as a package was detected at the front door. When the doorbell detects a delivery person dropping off the package, all are keeping cost and latency low. As you can imagine, the, the sky's the limit of what you can build here. Amazon SageMaker Data Wrangler now supports additional M5 and R5 instances for interactive data preparation. This allows you to get more access to more, or gives you access, I should say, to more CPU or memory as needed for your data preparation work, which means you can get your job quicker and you can handle terabytes and terabytes of data. You can now get insights into data and data quality with your Amazon SageMaker Data Wrangler. With SageMaker Data Wrangler, you can simplify the process of data preparation and feature engineering and complete each step of the data preparation workflow, including data selection, cleansing, exploration, and visualization from a single visual interface. Now, this means you can select data from multiple sources such as S3, Athena, Redshift, Lake Formation, SageMaker Feature Store, Databricks Delta Lake, and Snowflake as well. Uh, data wrangling is often the most troublesome part of any machine learning activity, so this makes it a lot easier. And Amazon SageMaker Data Wrangler also now supports random sampling and stratified sampling. So this allows you, again, to prepare these data sets much more easily using random sample, which is helpful when you have a data set that's too large to prepare interactively. So you can just do some random sampling transforms to set it up for everything else. A stratified sample is when your data contains a rare event like fraudulent credit card transactions and you want to preserve a proportion of the rare event in your sample data set or first case samples. So you may want to just take a subset of the sample and prepare your data based on that. Amazon SageMaker Canvas has added new data preparation features and usability updates. So this makes it much easier for you to get up and running. As I mentioned, filtering rows to explore and modifying data sets is now supported and expanded timestamp formats and transforms to extract date and time as well is a lot easier with just a few clicks. Amazon Lex now supports custom vocabulary. Now, Amazon Lex is a service for building conversational interfaces into any application using voice and text. 
Now, you can give Amazon Lex additional information about how to process speech input by creating a custom vocabulary. This is a list of domain-specific or unique words, things like brand names or product names, that are more difficult to recognize. And you can create the list and add it to the bot definition, and this means it understands more about what your intent is. And this capability is currently available for English US and English UK in all AWS regions where Amazon Lex operates. Amazon Polly now offers a new neural text-to-speech voice in Brazilian Portuguese. It's called Vitoria, and it is a Polly's Brazilian Portuguese female text-to-speech voice. And finally, in this topic, the Lenovo ThinkEdge SE70 device, powered by AWS Panorama, is now available for sale. This provides you with another choice in price and performance for computer vision use cases using AWS Panorama to build a wide variety of solutions for computer vision use cases across industries such as transportation, logistics, industrial, hospitality, and more. This particular device features the NVIDIA Jetson Xavier NX system on module with 21 tera operations per second, 8 gig of memory, and starts with a 256 SSD storage. And on to the next topic, management and governance. AWS Compute Optimizer adds four new Trusted Advisor checks. It's automatically ingested from the AWS Compute Optimizer, AWS Trusted Advisor, and it provides recommendations that help you follow AWS best practices. Trusted Advisor evaluates your account by using checks to identify opportunities for you to improve security, performance, reduce costs, and monitoring service quotas. Today, AWS Compute Optimizer checks are available in business support and enterprise support on-ramp and enterprise support. These checks are Amazon EBS over-provision volumes, EBS under-provision volumes, AWS Lambda over-provision functions or memory size, and AWS Lambda under-provisioned functions and memory size. These checks are available to view in the AWS Trust Advisor console and accessible with the AWS Support API. AWS Service Catalog supports AWS Cloud Development Kit. AWS CDK is now available. Administrators can now define their catalog in code with CDK applications that's deployed with AWS CloudFormation. They can define the service catalog product entirely in code with CDK without having to upload and reference a CloudFormation template in AWS Simple Storage Services, also known as Amazon S3, or AWS Code Commit first. AWS Service Catalog CDK constructs are available in stable releases in the AWS Service Catalog Construct Library and on GitHub. The AWS Service Catalog CDK construct also enables the administrators to use the CDK to define, manage, and maintain and distribute their catalog in code and also infrastructure as code. AWS Control Tower now supports Python 3.9 runtime. This includes a change in the notification forwarder Lambda to use the Python version 3.9 runtime. This update addresses the planned deprecation of Python version 3.6 runtime. This functionality continues definitely after the runtime version reaches end of support. However, ADAP strongly recommends that you migrate your functions to support runtime versions that you continue to receive security patches and remain eligible for technical support. To implement this notification forwarder Lambda, you can perform a landing zone update by going into the landing zone setting page in your AWS Control Tower dashboard and select 2.9 version and click update version. 
Moving on to the topic of media services, Amazon Interactive Video Service has added a stream chat feature. With this feature, streamers and viewers can build community relationships by asking questions and participating in discussions. The Amazon IVS chat provides chat room resource management and a messaging API for sending, receiving, and moderating those chat messages as well. On to the topic of migration and transfer. AWS Snow Family now allows you to remotely monitor and operate your connected Snowball Edge devices. This enables customers to manage one or thousands of Snowball Edge devices, even when they're geographically dispersed. For Snowball Edge devices connected to the network, customers can remotely view a central dashboard to see whether the device is online, is unlocked, and monitor usage metrics such as available storage and compute capacity. Additionally, customers can now remotely unlock or reboot devices deployed in the field. Before this, you could only manage the devices that were physically present on the same local network. This now expands that capability because more and more customers are putting snowballs in some pretty interesting places. AWS Snow launches Large Data Migration Manager for planning and managing large data migrations from your premises to AWS. And this is a new feature that lets you plan, track, and manage your large data migrations when using multiple Snowball Edge service products. You can now easily plan and monitor your jobs from a minimum of 500 terabytes to petabyte scale data migrations. And this eliminates the need for you to manually track all your snow jobs and the status of the data ingestion. This is super cool. I've had lots of customers run rotations of snowballs, etc., and move literally petabytes of data. This makes it so much easier. And the AWS Snow family now supports update of device certificates. So this allows you to update the device certificate for Snowball Edge devices deployed at edge locations. Customers, solution architect, or account managers can open a support case with AWS Snow team to request software update package with a new device certificate. Customers can then use the existing software update process to apply the new device certificate to their Snow devices. This enables customers to deploy Snowball Edge devices for multiple years without having to replace devices to update their operating certificates. Before this update, uh, you had to replace your Snowball Edge device after the certificate expired in 360 days. Now you can rotate the certificate. And on to quantum technologies. Amazon Bracket Hybrid Jobs now supports embedded circuit simulations, improving the performance of certain hybrid quantum classical algorithms by over 10 times. By bringing these quantum simulators closer to your classic algorithms, you can reduce the simulator round trip compared to using Bracket's on-demand circuit simulators. This new capability can help you reduce the performance bottleneck when running large volumes of quantum simulation tasks that each use only a relative small number of qubits, typically up to about 25 qubits. Prior to this launch, you can only uh, you can choose one of the Amazon brackets, five quantum processing units, QPU, or three fully managed on-demand quantum circuit simulators. You can choose from the high-performance embedded simulators from Penny Lane, such as Lightning.CPU, the State Vector Simulator, or Lightning GPUs to simulator accelerating with NVIDIA, uh, CU Quantum SDK. This comes in pre-installed jobs and containers. In addition to reducing the latency, these embedded simulators support advanced capabilities such as a joint differentiation methods for a more efficient granular 
compute, enabling faster algorithm iterations and innovations with hybrid algorithm for data-sensitive jobs such as quantum machine learning algorithms. Embedded simulators also support the ability for you to execute the circuits in parallel across multiple CPU or GPU instances by only changing a few lines of code. By distributing your job across multiple instances, you can take advantage of the elasticity of the cloud to reduce the algorithm runtime further while only paying for what you use. Onto the topic of security, identity, and compliance. Using IAM to control access to resource based on accounts, OU, or organization that contains resources based on the accounts. This contains your resources, and AWS recommends that you set up multiple accounts with your workloads as it grows. Using a multi-account environment and strategy has several benefits from the flexibility of controls by isolating your workloads or applications with specific requirements. With this new IAM capability, you can now author IAM policy to enable your uh, services and what actions to take and principles on what they can or cannot access from the OU perspective. The new capability includes condition keys for our IAM policy languages called the AWS resource account, resource org path, and et cetera. These new keys support a a wide variety of AWS services and actions so you can apply similar controls across different use cases. For example, you can easily prevent your IAM principles from assuming an IAM role outside of your AWS account without needing to list any specific IAM roles in your policies. To accomplish this, configure IAM policy to deny access to the AWS Security Token Service, or STS, assume role actions unless the AWS resource account matches your AWS account ID. With this policy in place, when AWS STS request is made to an account not listed in the policies, this access is blocked by default. You can attach this policy to an IAM principle and apply this rule to a single user or service control policies when AWS organization to apply it more broadly. AWS Audit Manager now allows use of custom rules for AWS config. It's to define the custom controls in Audit Manager. You can import pre-built managed rules. Now you are able to leverage custom config rules to report these compliance checks directly in order for you to enable the AWS config through your preferred uh, AWS config setup. This feature enables IT security compliance and op engineers to utilize AWS config rules to author for compliance monitoring purposes to be also used to monitor audit readiness. The AWS config users can either use the predefined rules or construct custom rules. This also allows customers to use five data sources in their compliances to automate evidence for cloud trial logs, resource configurations, snapshots for direct API calls, compliance checks for AWS config, and form security hubs and manual evidence to be uploaded by evidence to meet the controls. AWS Network Firewall now supports AWS Managed threat signatures. This is to detect threats and block attacks against known vulnerabilities so you can stay up to date to the latest security threats without writing and maintaining your own rules. With AWS Network Firewall Flexible Rules Engine, it allows you to define the rules, the firewall rules that give you that fine grained control over network traffic. Starting today, you can enable stateful managed rules for intrusion detection and prevention of signature that protects against threats such as malware, botnets, 
web attacks, and emerging events. You have full visibility into the managed signature threats content across 11 categories. You can select the managed rules to add to your AWS network firewall policies, or you can copy and modify the rules to meet your specific needs. The AWS network firewall provides notifications to the managed rules updates through the Amazon SNS, which is Simple Notification Service, and there's no additional charge for the AWS managed threat signatures. You can access these signature rules for the AWS firewall uh, using the Amazon VPC console or the network firewall API. So lots of cool updates there, Han. Great job. First time, <laughs> first time, long time. Um, you did great. It's uh, not easy to go through all these updates quickly and crisply, and uh, we appreciate uh, the work you've been doing here. Absolutely. Uh, this is my first dry run, so I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> So Han, how do people reach out to you? You can reach out to me via Twitter. Uh, you can contact me at hansolo underscore one. That's H-A-W-N-S-O-L-O underscore one. Fantastic. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much. And of course, we do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com is the other place to do it. And until next time, keep on building.